and welcome to the Q York podcast, brought to you from our local church in the beautiful city of York in the UK. The message you're about to hear is from one of our services, which also feature great live music and relevant movie clips. These can all be found on our blog, so to make sure you're getting the full experience, feel free to head over to qyork.co.uk and select blog to find the relevant content. There's also a huge selection of talks and live music videos on our media page, as well as a donate button if you'd like to show your appreciation and enable us to keep producing free content like this. Finally, to stay up to date on new blogs and events at Q, you can sign up for emails by filling in your name and email address at the bottom of any page on the website. But right now, it's time for the message. Good morning, everyone. Um, I'll say um, some things about that clip um, in a few moments. But as I was um, driving here last Sunday morning, I just had this burning question in my mind that was, how serious is this God business? And I couldn't stop thinking about this question all week. And I've been chewing on it and chewing on it. Because actually, um, it's a question that we need to ask. And for some of you, um, you might not even like the question because for you, you say, well, of course, this is really serious. Um, what we believe about any of this is life, it's death, it's in, it's out, it's whether we're attached or whether we're separate, it's whether we're okay or we're not okay, it's whether I'm loved or it's whether I'm abandoned, it's whether I'm awake or whether I'm asleep. And so it's obviously a very serious question and I have to agree, I think it is a serious question. But my question was, how serious is it? And so previously, I have grown up in, in church my whole life, and I have very much been through many, many, probably decades of my life where I felt this incredible pressure to change the world. It's quite a big ask. Um, and some of you grew up with that. We are we are we have a, a knowledge um, and actually if we're honest it was a sort of superior knowledge to what other people had learnt we had a superior knowledge we had this and we were responsible for making sure that we imparted it and that it was heard because it was life-changing and that was our responsibility and it's no wonder then that it didn't seem often very much fun because it was rooted in a fear that oh it was rooted in a fear because I wasn't going to be pleasing if I didn't. I wasn't going to be being okay if I didn't. And it was actually it demanded a phenomenal amount. It demanded everything, actually. It absolutely demanded anything. And however um, polite and lovely and, and great we were, um, it, it was very, very difficult when that is the root belief to avoid judgments of yourself and others because it comes with the territory. Um, and so actually... Um, there was a lot of seriousness there. And I would say as well, we had a great series of talks on the isms. And if you didn't grow up in church, this applies to any religion and any ism. So it's not just for those of us who are in church with the things where you were superior, you knew things, other people didn't know things, and they were your responsibility. And some of us are still there. Um, and now it has a great appeal. Um, because actually, because it was this great burden, when you carry it, you feel quite mighty. Because... It's like, ah, um, and you were quite mighty because God was pleased with you. Um, and it was actually, there was a lot 
in it um, and not all of it and please hear me not all of it you know sometimes we throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm not dismissing all of that at all but I am asking some questions about it this morning and then so my question was how serious is this God business so let's think about that word business because it sounds very transactional um, and that's because it can be if I do x I get y if I don't do x I don't get y I'm worthy based on this I'm unworthy based on this it was transactional and for some of you as I said it was for with a religious type God for others of you it was your God in other forms because it felt heavy because there was weighty issues and weighty consequences and a lot riding on it um, and then my question has been seven weeks into you know and having retired and thinking through what we're responsible for in a different way, um, is how serious we have to make sure we convey that to you each week. Because the perception can be that if it's lighter, um, does that make it seem as if it's less substantial? Um, and sometimes it might be, and sometimes it might not be. And a gentleman came in the other week when we'd done our Easter Sunday, very polite, lovely, we had a lovely chat with him, did Dave and I, but he was deeply concerned that we had not conveyed enough how terrible um, sin was and how much you all needed to be saved. And he was, cons he was genuinely concerned about that. And um, so we took his comments seriously. But what we conveyed to him in part of the conversation was, you've come in for one morning, you've seen us smiling and happy. You don't know our story. You don't know how hard it's been to get to here. You don't know how what some of us have had to give up. You don't know the cost of us being able to celebrate a Sunday with lots of smiles because of what we've learned and what we've done. And he certainly doesn't know my story um, because this has not been an easy path. And it is actually still not an easy path and it's because it's far less easy to articulate um, and some thoughts are new so therefore they're not polished um, and therefore they're not ones when you convey a new thought people aren't as ready to accept it as the thoughts they've always held and so this is a tougher gig and we have to reframe it and we have questions more than concrete conclusions and that works less well for some um, but some of you enjoy that and some of you don't. Um, but that does not mean that we're not very serious about it. Now, I looked up some definitions of serious and this is the best of a, the bunch that I thought most conveyed what I'm trying to get at this morning. Um, determined to follow a particular plan of action where we say, I'm serious about that. Needing or deserving your complete attention. I'll give that some serious consideration. I think the question of whether there is a God and what part he has to play in my life, I think is probably worthy of serious consideration for an hour a week. I think. Um, very good of its type. This is serious wine. You have to try some. Now, some of the antonyms, the opposites for serious, are trivial, unimportant, superficial, uncommitted, half-hearted, or flippant. I thought that makes sense. So there's something about it being important. And I was an English teacher for a long time um, in a previous career. And um, in the, the, what you had to do when you were encouraging young people how to write stories is you had to get them to recognize the important parts. How does this move the plot on? How does this change what's happening? How does this trigger to the reader something else? And it said, I read this this week about literature. And this includes the Bible as a great piece of literature um, inspired 
I, I agree. If assessing importance, you should comment on what this character symbol does to progress the story or what it means to other characters and themes. Does it reinforce certain themes or ideas? Does it facilitate certain events to happen? And this allows you to show the function and thus importance in the text. So another question I have this morning is, how do your current beliefs in God and about God progress the story? And is it all about what makes us Suffer. I don't know what television choices make you suffer, but think of those things that you have to watch and endure. How do you make it that something, the, the experience of this doesn't necessarily have to be something that we suffer through? And is there a way, is there a link between the seriousness and the quality of how we can articulate and express it to you? Because if we don't present it with suitable gravitas, does it seem too flippant or insubstantial to some? And how do we make sure that what we have is substantial enough? Or is coming together just to be together enough on a Sunday morning? And for some of you, the answer is yes. For some of you, the answer is no. Now, these are real questions for Q. And I'm asking them, and I, you know, I know I've got visiting this morning, you most welcome to become and be part of us as often or as infrequently as you wish. But the reason why I'm asking them is because they're not just my questions, because Q is not mine, they're ours. And we are, have got to think through who we're going to be. And you'll have your own questions. Or perhaps you don't have any questions at all because you don't have to have any because it's not your responsibility. You can take it or leave it. Now, last week, um, someone at my work, I now work at um, leading an operations team for a company, and someone who looks after all of my communications and marketing, she left to get a new job, and she was brilliant. She's been with us for three years. She came out as a bright, fresh, young graduate. She's done a cracking job. And so we're appointing someone else. So in the meantime, it has to, her workload has to come back to me, and I have to distribute it to other people and carry it myself. So she left me this really beautiful folder. It was really pretty. It was on Teams. I don't know if you use Teams, but you know, the, the digital Teams. Um, everything was fine. I met with her. I'm like, yes, I have got this. And then three days after she left, I thought, no, your folders are pretty, but I don't have this. Um, so um, I'm lucky enough to work with, with Connie, and she helps me daily. So I turned to her and went, Connie, I don't know what I'm doing. She went, do you want me to do some of this for you? I went, yeah, can you do that, that and that? And about 10 minutes later, she rang and she went, Jenny, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and so we laughed and we had to work it out. And so, you know, when you don't have to hold the thing, it looks like it's, it looks doable until you suddenly then think, this is now my um, responsibility. And something can be a real joy to behold until you have responsibility for carrying it and then it's not a joy anymore. Um, so how we view a thing and carry a thing can be the difference between whether we can enjoy the feast and the party, like on the clip, or whether we hold responsibility for the things that need to be done. And that guy at the end was responsible for the town and responsible for upholding the town. And there were things that he was genuinely concerned about and he had to, like, I can't party. I've got to just make sure things get done. And there are many of you will be able to think of areas in your life where your responsibility and how you're carrying it just feels like everyone else is having fun and I'm not. Um, now, that chocolate clip we used on a week called The Winds of Change, um, 
And it's a village where the principles and behaviours are set and upheld and there's no messing. And change is hard, really hard. And it can feel really precarious. And the leader of the town feels an obligation to ensure that the corruption is kept out. And sometimes when some people are having fun, others are struggling. And when some people are struggling, others are having fun. And so what's important, how do we identify it and how do we carry it either lightly or as a beast of burden? I love that expression. Now, I would say, to finish this part before we move on, that I am still in the world-changing business now, but not because I'm afraid of a God figure, but because I am a world changer. Because do you know what we all are? You are changing your own world and you are changing your, the world of the people within your sphere of influence every single day. And because we're, we're part of the all and that for me is the Christ as I see it. And how I carry things changes my world and the world of those closest to me. And that has a domino effect. And at Q, we are in the world changing business. And put concisely, this is where I've come to this week. We want to liberate by challenging the status quo of religion to bring freedom. Which means we have to ask challenging questions about all that's been believed because that's part of what we've set out to do. And we want all to be free to explore by remaining curious about the God's stories and through new discoveries of what to them the Christ gospel is all about. And we want to find, find and impart spiritual truth by seeking out valuable knowledge and wisdom and sharing it. And I think that's some stuff to be really serious about. But how we are serious about that links to how we carry it, which links to how it feels and whether we can hold it lightly enough not to be crushed by it, but tightly enough for it to be valued. And that's a real balance to be found. And we're all attached each day by how we carry, we're all affected, sorry, each day by how we carry the weighty issues and the less weighty issues in our life. And so my question as we go on to the next bit this morning is how is your carrying going? How are you carrying the things in your life? Have you got the balance between being serious enough that it's valuable, but not so serious that you're crushed by it. And I think there's a balance to be found for all of us today. Um, and that is what we're going to carry on exploring for the next few minutes. Okay, good morning. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Danny. And this is my home for the last 20 years or so. And um, it's, it's, we're on a cool journey, aren't we? I, do, I don't get massively emotional a lot of the time. It kind of comes in peaks and troughs. Uh, but there was a... Uh, there was a moment when I was watching that this week and I was like, <sighs> like when he's hanging off and he says it's time to let go, I was like, Ooh. you know, when you just take a deep breath because you don't really want to cry. It's one of those. Um, it's time to let go. Everything is going to be all right. Uh, can I just say, I'm really proud of all the people that got up last week. Um, it's not easy to get up and prepare something and speak, but everybody who does it um, delivers something and we can get something from that. Um, and I really appreciate the time you put in to do that and, uh, it was cool. I think there was some great stuff there. Um, okay, so uh, I wonder if there are some things like Marlin in that video that we might need to let go of today um, in order to get where we want to get to. Because Marlin, was he had a quest. He was trying to find his son. And in order to achieve that quest, there were some things he literally had to let go of on the way, but also some emotional, metaphorical things he had to let go of. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I woke up with the word light-hearted in my mind. I've been trying to practice the thing when I get up of not instantly getting out of bed, but just chilling for a bit, which I know some of you don't have the luxury of doing because you have children, but sometimes 
just waking up and take, seizing those moments, things can come to mind. And this word light-hearted wouldn't get out of my brain. And um, we've spoken recently a lot about light and dark. And uh, so I think this morning we're going to explore a bit of the light and the heavy. Um, okay, so what does it mean to be light-hearted? Let's have a look at our dictionary definition. Free from care, anxiety, or seriousness. Happy-go-lucky, cheerfully optimistic and hopeful. Who would say that they tend to be more light-hearted than maybe serious, heavy-hearted? Who finds it harder to be light-hearted? Because some of us, it's, it's something we actually have to process to get there. It's more of a tricky thing. Um, okay. I think it's safe to say from that clip, Dory was the light-hearted one. Would you agree with me? It's safe to say Marlin maybe was a little more uh, heavy-hearted. My note's going crazy down here. Uh, okay, yes, she is enjoying the moment, carefree. She's trusting her gut. I find that's easier to do when you are light of heart sometimes. She sees the glass, or in this case, the whale, as half full rather than half empty, and that's something else we explored recently. Now, ironically, Marlin is a clownfish, but he's not very funny for a clownfish. Um, now, something struck me. I don't know if you would agree, but when you are facing injustice or feeling offense or noticing the tragedy in the world, is there anything more annoying than someone else being lighthearted in your close vicinity? It's like, it's the thing that grates most in the world. And I know sometimes I'm guilty of being the lighthearted one when other people are like, come on, you need to be serious, this stuff matters. Uh, I also know what it's like when you're really annoyed about something and someone else is like poking you like, come on, come on, you can smile about this. Okay, is it inappropriate to be lighthearted? Because let's think about it. Generally, you could look at the world, you could look at the news on any given day and think, but there's tragedy going on. It's inappropriate to be so happy when there's such seriousness. Some of you, when you see someone trying to be serious, it's the funniest thing in the world. I find when my wife is annoyed and uh, I'm trying to make her laugh, it's the funniest thing in the world, um, which sometimes makes me very unpopular. Now, Let's bring a bit of balance to this. There's a writer of a book called Ecclesiastes, and the person wrote this. To everything, there is a season and a time, every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. Now, when we were talking about serious and lighthearted, it brought to mind something that I did for 10 years, which was run a kids club called Life Zone. Who was on my team in Life Zone? We had a fab team and we did some great stuff for about 10 years or so. Now, our philosophy in Life Zone was serious fun. We want to make this serious fun for the kids, but also we want to find a balance between fun and also delivering something serious because, and it's the same here, like our Sunday mornings, they want to be fun so we enjoy ourselves and we can have a laugh on a Sunday morning. But unless we go out having considered something serious, then well, it's no different to a comedy show, I guess. Although I'd argue some comedians are delivering some serious stuff at the same time. Okay. Now, whether it's for your workplace um, or your family or your home life, maybe generally as a community here at Q, I think there might be for all of us a question to consider of balance. Like, where are we in that balance of serious and light-hearted. So this morning, I'm not telling you, you should be more light-hearted. I just want us to consider, where are we in that balance? And actually, where you are presently, do you need to shift a little more to the light-hearted? You might be somebody that jokes at everything. 
showering the room with jokes, but actually it's covering up the fact that you just don't want to deal with the serious stuff. Maybe this morning the challenge for you is to move a little more to be a bit more serious about some things so you can actually consider what might help you grow. Okay. Okay, um, Jesus said some important things that I think are worth considering when it comes to this. And um, when we mentioned the light-hearted theme, um, Joel came up with this straight away on Thursday, which is this verse. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest, because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, that might be familiar to some of you, but unfamiliar to others, because you might be thinking, what's a yoke? It's not something that comes up in conversation a lot. It's not the bit in an egg. It's a... Uh, one of these, I think we've got a picture. This guy is great. This guy was called the Hermit of King's Hill. If you Google him, it's amazing. He lived on his own for about 40 years in this random house and played the drums and did all kinds of random stuff. Anyway, that thing across his neck is called a yoke. Uh, and it's what you use, basically, to connect the burden you are carrying to yourself. So when Jesus is saying, my yoke is easy, generally in the culture at the time, the burden that you carried literally around in buckets or the animals would pull would be connected with a yoke. But also in that culture, the, um, the belief and the philosophy that you carried was like, it, they talked about it as like the yoke that you would carry. So he's basically saying to his followers, look, I'm not trying to put the weight of the world on your shoulders. Like Jen was saying about carrying that weight. Actually, it is light. Now, what Jenny was saying earlier is that for some of us, it hasn't been light. We've been like, I can't do this anymore. It's too much. Um, I want to propose, going to give you a sneak peek to later, I think sometimes that's because we've spread the load too thin on too few of us. I think there is more that some of us can carry, and maybe the challenge for some of us this morning isn't to let go, it's to take hold of some things, step up and grow up. There's a really cool translation of this from the message. It says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? By the way, religion isn't just when you go to church or mosque or synagogue. Religion is the stuff that you get tied to in life. It can be addictions. It can be the thing like certainties. It can be your family culture. Sometimes you can get knackered by that stuff. Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. What a cool phrase. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Maybe nowadays he might have said, come to me if you're carrying the weight of the world and I will make you light-hearted. Okay, now, something else Jesus said that I thought they might relate to that. Who's heard of the Lord's Prayer? So the Lord's Prayer is this way that someone came to Jesus and was like, how should we pray? Like, what are we going to do with that? That might be a question worth asking for us nowadays. What does prayer look like? What are the benefits of it? Maybe you can explore that another week. But he then gave them this Lord's Prayer, and there's this part of it that grabbed me. He said, yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. That was like his punchline at the end. He said, yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. And we sang at the beginning, I was created to make your praise glorious. So that got me thinking about this word glory, because um, I think in Hebrew, the word for glory is kavod. I might have said that wrong. Kavod? Kavod? Yeah. So, um, and one of the roots of that word is weighty. It's like heavy. And I think there's a seriousness to that. Actually, there is a kavod about what we are doing that's like saying, this is serious stuff. It's substantial. It matters. But I think we can end up burdened with this weight. And I think this, yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory might have something to help us. Because think about those three things. Kingdom, power, 
glory. Kingdom is about like authority, isn't it? When you're trying to establish something in your life. Power might have to do with control or what power you feel you have. And glory, well, I think that's one of those things that can weigh us down sometimes because what Jesus is suggesting is they are things you're not meant to hold on to. They're things you're meant to give away to another. Now, whatever you think God is in that, it might be what Kev said last week of the super unknown. It might be the universal Christ that we've talked about, about that energy and power that flows for everything. It might be this personal person that you relate to. But the idea that actually authority, power, and glory aren't something for you to hold on to, I think Jesus was trying to help us by saying they are the things that can weigh you down and stop you being light-hearted sometimes because it's all about me. Now, do you remember us talking about the three P's of learned helplessness? We talked about when things are pervasive. We talked about things are, what's the other one? Personal, and the other one was? Permanent. So there are three things that can really crush us sometimes when we believe our issues are permanent, they're going to go on forever, pervasive, affecting everything, and personal. Well, I know what that's like. If I am, for example, I'm going to sing a song in a minute. And it's easy when you're a performer, like some of us on stage, to want the glory for ourselves. We want people to be like, you are awesome today. And you're like, well, I can't take all the gratitude, but you know. It's easy for glory to be about us. And you might have it as a parent where you think, I wish I got a bit more thanks for that. Um, I think sometimes what makes us heavy hearted is this idea that it's all personal. It's all about us. I think the glory is about all of us being lifted up. If we can use what we have to give that away to actually make the whole more glorious, then I think that will take a lot of the weight off of us maybe to help us be a little more light-hearted. Okay, I want to just wrap up with two little stories. One is about, um, yes, actually, no, I'm going to skip that one because I think I am running over on time. I'm just going to tell you what happened on Friday. So on Friday, I got a train to see my friend. I was five hours on the train to see him. Um, and all the way up, I was trying to think around this light-heartedness and about maybe the fact we are heavy-hearted often and aren't able to be light-hearted because we're holding on to stuff too much. Maybe there's some stuff we need to let go of if we want to be a little more light-hearted. So that was all the thoughts that were going around for five hours exploring different avenues. I get there, get in my friend's car, and he starts telling me about the last six months of his life. And um, there's some serious stuff going on. It's, uh, his family is in a bit of a mess. There's a divorce going on. It's, it's really hard. That's affecting the kids. Um, and he said... He said, my 11-year-old boy came up to me the other day, and he said, uh, Dad, I think I need to let go of some stuff. And my ears were like, what? And he said, um, yeah, I just think there's some stuff I need to let go of, which is a strange thing for an 11-year-old to say, isn't it? Um, and he said, oh, yeah, I'm like what? He said, hate. He's like, well. <laughs> uh, and that's serious stuff, isn't it, for an 11-year-old to feel those kind of emotions. So he was like, okay, well, what, what do you want to do? He said, oh, well, I've... Do you think I could write all the things down that I want to let go of and then set light to them? I was like, wow. Um, we were talking earlier about sometimes we love the magic in church. Um, and I think sometimes there's this part of the X factor of our spiritual experience when things happen and you're just like, wow, this is clearly quite important to think about at the moment because it feels like it's coming from all sorts of directions. So I want you to consider this morning, are there some things that we might need to let go of because actually they're weighing us down too much. Now for some of us, it might be we need to get a bit more serious about things in order to be less frivolous. Um, but I think also the thing that can make us very uh, heavy is when we think it all needs to be on us. We are a community of people um, and that doesn't just mean we, someone gets up, talks and you listen and go home. It means we share the load across 
Um, and uh, the video we're going to watch next is of a runner called Derek Redmond. Um, and when he was suffering and going through something serious, somebody else stepped in and took the weight with him. Um, and then I want to bring a song after that that's about how on our own we're easy to beat, but together we are strong. So I hope you can become more lighthearted this week uh, by sharing that load, letting go of some things, and uh, I hope that helps you. Oh. Okay, so to wrap up this morning, um, I think that there are two camps of people in here this morning. Um, when it comes to what you do when there's a large pile of items to be carried up the stairs and slightly too much to be carried in one trip, you could do with two. Some of you take two trips and you take the time to take two trips. Some of you think, no, I can do this in one. You load yourself up and you determine that you're only going to do one trip up the, up the stairs, however much it makes you suffer. Um, now, you're one of those two people. I am very much in the, I'm going to do this in one trip. I'm going to do this now, even if it makes me suffer, um, because I need things to happen now, because in my life I can have the perception that there's too much to already fit into now, so I haven't got time to be doing this the long way around or to be taking any more consideration or trips to do it. We've just got to get it done now and sometimes that is genuinely true of my life because it is that busy and sometimes it is what I believe to be true because I'm ex I am prioritizing the experience that I want to feel now I have got to adjust how I carry some things in my life because I have because <laughs> how I'm carrying some things right now is working in some ways but I also have to adjust how I carry it and that's my journey but I also don't think I'm the only one this morning, I think there might be some of you who have to look at your life and think, how am I carrying the things in my life? And how can I make my now experience one that is actually more joyful? Um, now, the first miraculous sign did, uh, that Jesus did in the Bible was um, to turn water into wine. And it's a really significant story. And if you want to hear more about it, if you listen to Quest for Joy from March 2019, it's an absolutely brilliant message. And we might revisit it, but it's a, it's a cracking one and it talks about it in more detail because actually this is quite significant because the first sign of what this was going to be about was water into wine and the place wasn't a synagogue it wasn't a temple it wasn't even on the cross it was at a party and actually there was something symbolic happening there that was really true because it didn't start with the story that said Jesus is going to die and it will all be your fault it actually started with life and resurrection, and hope, and take all the ceremony, all the many, many gallons of water that you're pouring in to make sure your life's okay, and let me transform it into something that brings you joy. And the early church was known for its joy. All those symbols of crucifixions, and crosses, and everything else didn't come till centuries, centuries later, and because what they caught was something that would help them carry it in a more joyful way. And that's what I'm after at the minute. Now, the church, this is a cracking line. So I'm going to tell you it's a cracking line, so you're listening. Are you ready? The church did not create the resurrection story. The resurrection story created the church. And so it starts with resurrection. We're only here because there was resurrection. We're not here because... 
There was a death. We're here because there was a life. And I just think that's brilliant. And we are not doing Jesus a disservice by focusing less on his death on the cross. We're honoring him greatly when we live by his resurrection. So if we can change the nature and save the best for now, perhaps some of the things that we stand on ceremony for, some of the things we insist happen, some of the things we take too seriously, we can genuinely let go of and try and hold this thing more lightly. Now, what I love about that clip from the thief, his wife, and the canoe, is you see two people and how they're carrying a situation. And it's based on a a true story. It's a really good binge watch. Um, And of course, he was holding it all very lightly, um, and she was holding it very heavily. But that's because... um, He was a little delusional and she was carrying all the weight of responsibility and having to be the one lying. So, you know, Danny is right. This morning is all about balance because some of you will hear, oh, these people need to just lighten up. But for some of you, you need to get more serious. So I will accept I need to lighten up. If some of you will accept, you need to get more serious. And I think that's the balance. And so actually... um, he, had, he has not had to bear the weight in the same way. He's decided he's fed up with being dead and wants to just come back with another con of a story, which she's going to have to be the one that pulls off with a series of lies. And I love this when he says, I suppose you have a brilliant alternative. And she says, me not having an alternative to your terrible idea does not suddenly make your terrible idea a good one. And I'm so, I love that because it speaks to me of so many situations we find ourselves in when the tension rises. There are situations where we can carry aspects of our life lightly because it's at someone else's expense. And when we have a life of great privilege, we don't understand what the big deal is. We see it as a problem with them. And why are they making that such a big deal? Because they're the one carrying it. And when we believe we're the ones carrying the weight, we can get into how virtuous we are and how rude it is of other people to make light of it. And then that can just be so, the pressure can mount. And then we can get into difficulty because how we're carrying it is within with resentment and offense at other people. And that's also not okay. Okay, so there's a balance somewhere in all this that we've all got to learn. How am I going to carry things in my life such that I can carry it with a joy of resurrection experience? I'm not there yet, but I'm on a quest for it. Um, Now, I have lived in the wonder of... um, what others have carried for me, and I have got to enjoy it. And I've had some situations where I've had carried, carried the full weight and I've had to endure it. But you know, I have carried big burdens lightly, and I've carried light burdens heavily. And because it's how I've carried, not what I've carried. And so I just want to end by... I remembered the story of Ezekiel, who was a prophet in the Bible, and one day, and in this sort of don't ask me how this happens because it's technically, and I, I get that we have different um, concepts of God and what that is. I'm not saying this is a physical story, but take the symbolism of the story that God comes to him one day in a valley and the valley is full of dead bones that represents everything that's unrecoverable and lost in his life. And he asks the question, he says, can these dry bones live? And um, you're looking thinking, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> don't think so. Think these 
skeletons are absolutely dead. Um, but then something happens and they take on flesh and they take on skin. It's like some kind of weird horror movie apart from it's, we're on the good state team. And they take on, and then they come together and then they're an army, but there's still no breath in them. And so the voice has to come and there has to be breath spoken into them so that this army lives. And on a very practical basis, sometimes how we carry a thing can be to do with how we use our voice and what we speak out. Um, and when I'm in the valley, I tend to stay silent, to struggle on my own, and to not ask for help. Yay, go me. Um, so if I'm going to carry differently and breathe within it, I need to learn how to use my voice differently because whenever I do, I do get the help. But what about you? When you're burdened, how do you carry it? And how might you change your approach to hold your life light enough to hold the wonder and the joy of now? So that's my challenge to you this morning, um, to, to ask yourself, where do I need to be more serious? Where do I be to, need to be more light? And, and how do I carry the burden in my life? And is that an expression of resurrection? Um, and I think we'll probably pursue this a bit more next week and look a bit more at joy. So if anybody's got something that they think they want to contribute, come and see me after. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another Q York podcast. Now, if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, then we would love to hear from you. Feel free to drop us an email to info at qyork.co.uk and let us know who you are and where you're listening from. Don't forget there are blogs and all sorts of media to be enjoyed at qyork.co.uk, which are welcome to browse at your leisure. Until next time, enjoy the quest. <laughs>